Hi, and welcome back to Paperback Besties, where we are besties who like to read and like to talk about it. I'm Rachel. And I'm Callan. And today we are talking about Iron Flame, because of course we are. Yes. <laughs> so excited. I think before we start, we have to briefly share our experiences with, with getting our copies of Iron Flame. Okay, you go first. It was, a, it was an emotional roller coaster. I had pre-ordered it. I think I even said on the podcast, I pre-ordered it months ago from a local bookstore thinking that, you know, they would be available day of because you can't pre-order for pickup at Barnes and Noble or Target or anywhere. So I pre-ordered it and they don't open till 4 p.m. on Tuesday, but I took Tuesday off so I could read. And I didn't realize until like 11 o'clock at night that the bookstore wouldn't open until 4 p.m. tomorrow. So then I, I ordered it for pickup at Target like at six o'clock in the morning on Tuesday. And then at eight o'clock in the morning on Tuesday, I got a notification that it was ready and I skedaddled my little way to Target and picked up my copy and met like seven girls in the Starbucks line at Target holding copies of Iron Flame and we all bonded over it. I bet they all took off work too. Yeah. A couple <laughs> of them were moms. One girl had like four kids with her and we were all talking about Iron Flame. <laughs> it was fun. How was yours? I did not pre-order it because I, I remember with Fourth Wing, there was like a whole debacle, like you could not get your hands on it anywhere. So I pre-ordered it on Kindle because Paperback Besties, number one fan and first fan, Katie, shout out to Katie, told me to pre-order it on Kindle because I have a thing with pre-orders. I've ordered one pre-order before and it came in three weeks after it was released. So like I was not fucking around with that. So she's like, pre-order it on Kindle. I was like, oh my God, I don't think about that. So I did. But I also didn't know where it would be living at the time because my house is for sale. So someone please um, come and buy it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shameless plug. Buy my house, please. So I can get out of here. Um, great place to live, though. You're really going to want to live here. And I, you can walk to Barnes & Noble. Okay. <laughs> I'm giving that up. <laughs> anyway. So I didn't know where I'd be living. But, you know, I can still walk to Barnes & Noble. And I currently um, do not have a job as I'm retired. So I was like, okay, I'll walk there at 10 o'clock. So I walked there at 10 o'clock. And again, same thing. There was other girlies in there. We were all buying Iron Flame. It was a fun time. That is my experience. And they still fun, have- like, bonding moment. They like, still have girlies. copies. Like I walk by all the time and I walked by later on and I walked by this morning and even Evan's all into it too. He's like, oh, let's see if they still have it. <laughs> um, he's fully invested. Yeah, I, it really warmed my heart to see everyone just bonding over this book. I really appreciate how Iron Flame brought back the midnight book release party. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't, I can't remember happening since like Harry Potter. Same. Did Twilight have it? I don't remember. Probably. I don't Probably. remember, but I didn't participate in it. Yeah. But like major, you know, phenomenon book franchises had midnight release parties and it sort of stopped in the last 15 years and it came back. Mm -hmm. for iron flame which i really appreciate yeah as a society i appreciate a midnight book release and there's a book there was a midnight book release party at one of the barnes and nobles that's like maybe 40 minutes from here that's fairly large and i'm sure you could figure out which one it was and at like 11 o'clock when i realized that the bookstore that i pre-ordered it from wouldn't open until 4 p.m and i didn't get a notification from the owner that my pre-order was ready until like 9 p.m yesterday and also it's still ready i never went to go pick it up because i already have this book but i guess i have two copies so Dave will read it. I don't know. They had a midnight release party and I found out at 11 that my book wouldn't be ready until the evening. And I was like, should I just go to the midnight release party? <laughs> I was in bed. It's 40 minutes away. I'd get there at 20 of midnight and be like, let's go. Where's my You'd book? You'd be there just in time. I know. 
And I like looked at their little socials and they were like, we're almost sold out. And I was like, should I just go? <laughs> I did not. Because then I thought briefly, like, if I can't get my hands on it, I'll just pre-order, like, I'll order it on Kindle and then I'll get my version. Then I went to Target. And Target, of course, had buy two, get one free books. Mm. So what else did you get? I got two Christmas books. Oh, yay! So excited! For our, for our Christmas romance reading party that we're going to oh have. Oh my god, I'm month. so excited for that. I'm excited for this too, but, like, I'm excited for that. Me too. I finished the Britney Spears memoir in, like, 24 hours, but then I still had time Monday night between, I don't know, just Monday night. Like, the Monday night football game was on. It's no one I gave a shit about. So, like, we'll just have it on and we'll be reading and it's quality time and I love it. But I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Like, I can't start another book right now. Um, I was hoping my Kindle would glitch and I'd have it, but it didn't. So, I was just on Kindle and I was like, what are you reading? I'm like, I'm doing research for our Christmas romance pod. I'm so I saved excited. like four of them to Goodreads. And then I have this little shelf behind me of all my TBRs. Mm-hmm. And Dave was, um, we're renovating my room, which is why you can sort of see if anyone's watching this clip that's probably not that funny on TikTok. We are renovating this room. Dave was like caulking all the seams and stuff. And he didn't want me to participate in that. So I was just standing in the corner. And I picked up like three of my TBR books and was like reading the first chapter. <laughs> like, I was like, what do, I, what do I think I can read in the next 24 hours? Nothing. But now here we are. Now here we are. We, we both, read half the book in one day. We, yeah, we both read <laughs> 305 pages in one day. I Evan, last night, it was like 11 o'clock when I finished, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. And Evan's like, did you really finish that much? And I said, yeah. And he was like, are you okay? Do you realize that you're on planet Earth? Do you, do you think you're going to dream about, like, this world? Do you think Steven's a dragon? <laughs> Yeah, we stopped for reference to all of the um, all of our Iron Flame friends. We stopped at chapter thirty five, so we mm-hmm. have not read chapter thirty five yet. We stopped at like, and we haven't finished the book, but we stopped at like a pretty probably one of the biggest cliffhangers in the book. I was like, holy shit! Oh, shit. <laughs> I was thinking that, and then I was like, you know what? One of the things I love about Rebecca Yars, which is, makes it so compulsively readable, is that every chapter is a cliffhanger. Kind of, yeah, but this one is a... Not as big as this. But yeah. <laughs> we stopped at right where she gets captured by Jack and Varish. Isn't Nolan involved in that too? Yes. And Nolan's mm-hmm. like, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, we can go in order, but that brings me to one of my biggest notes. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck is up with Jack? I don't know. We had this question in the first book. I was like, "Why? what's his deal? And I wrote a little note before we even started recording, like while I was waiting to get started. And I said, I think in the next chapter, we're going to find out what his deal is. <laughs> we definitely are going to find out because like in true paperback besties fashion, we have all these questions and then the next <laughs> chapter, they're all answered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I feel like we're definitely going to find that out. Um, I mean, I can see how with Jack, if he is kind of still bad, I can see how, like, when he saved her, maybe his whole motive was, I want it to be the one to kill you myself and not this fucker. Yeah. But I don't know. I think he has a signet that's relevant. Because I feel like Varish brought him back mm-hmm. because the signet is important and he wants him, like, strategically. Like, maybe he's got something mm. about torture or something like getting information out of people, mind mm. reading, something going on with his signet that's, like, makes him valuable. Because why... When we revealed that he was back, I have a note for page 239, and it says, Jack is back. 
Mm. And I wrote, why? Who is he? He's got to yeah. be someone important, like someone's kid. Why bother all that work just to bring him back to life? True. For what? Because he was one of the first people we met mm-hmm. outside of her family and stuff. Mm-hmm. He was on in front of parapet. her. No, he was behind her on the parapet. Mm-hmm. I have questions. We pick back up like two minutes after the last book ended, which yeah. I appreciate. Something that is a recurring theme throughout this book. This is just the one thing that I will say. They keep referring it to, like, last year. And I have a note for, like, a specific chapter here, and I'll say it again once we get there, but Violet keeps telling Zayden, like, oh, like, last year, you just hooked up a few weeks ago for the first time. (laughs) Because it picked right up. They were only gone for six days, and then they have a five-day break, and then they go right back into it again. You first Didn't they hook up at the end of last year for the first time? Yeah. Yeah. The so only thing I can it was say like is that maybe it's like last ago. school year, but they didn't yeah. have like a summer break. Right, so. exactly. <laughs> they literally had like five days before, what's that thing? Consignment? Conscription. Consignment. <laughs> Conscription. Where they sell each other for someone else. <laughs> it is yeah. fun. I do appreciate seeing all of the last year stuff through the eyes of a second year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause because it's, like, it's a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. Like she said, we passed, like kind of glanced over the gauntlet. She's like, oh yeah. And then people died. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, well like for her last year, last book, it was really dramatic and really exciting. And it was like three whole chapters about the gauntlet. And practice. And then, yeah. And then this year it was just like, and then some kids died on the gauntlet. Now we're up here. And I think we did threshing already. Like just mm-hmm. glossed over that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was fun seeing like the whole conscription. Oh, I was going to say gonna consignment, call it consignment. <laughs> <laughs> It was fun seeing the whole conscription play out again because where we met Violet basically was her right before the parapet and she was so nervous, was totally convinced she was just going to die. And we met Jack Barlow and he was like fucking psycho. But Rihanna's there because she's the squad leader and Dane's there because he's now wing leader and she's there to help take names and um, Nadine's there because she's bored. <laughs> They're just having a good time just and just like it's fucking like, that's where around. My friends are. I yeah, guess I'll hang out with you guys. Yeah, Violet just being like, I'm not going to get to know any of these people. I can't take any more death. I don't want to know their names. Okay, well now you see where Imogene was coming from last year. Mm-hmm. I had the same thought. I was like, yeah. the same thing. So Which, is Imogene a third year right now? Yeah, she's a third year, and she's like my favorite character. That makes sense. I fucking love her. I'm not surprised by that information. (laughs) Why? She's very you. She's very just like blunt. She's blunt. (laughs) She's blunt and I appreciate her. My first note that I have is on page 60, which is probably not in the first chapter. No, it's definitely not. (laughs) The first chapter. So basically the um, assembly is meeting, aka the Order of the Phoenix. Um, Oh, cool. (laughs) And they're debating if they all should go back to the college or not. Um, this is where we first have a mention. I have a note where we first have a mention of Viscount Takaris, who has a luminary that they need. Um, he was brought up a lot in one of the last chapters that we read. And then it's something about his latest offer for a trade. And I'm like, is it Violet? I don't know. I got to be completely honest. The first few chapters and even up until very recently, I was very fucking lost. And it wasn't a good time for me. I like don't do well with war or strategies or tactics. So if you add on the fact that there's a rebellion 
plus a war, plus like a bigger war, plus like all this other shit. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So I was very lost until I'm very happy that I take notes before this because now I'm kind of more in the picture. That's smart. We texted about this and I essentially said, I I was just, I was reading it, but I was like not trying to take, I wasn't yeah. trying to focus too hard because I was like, I think whatever I'm supposed to know, I will figure out or I will learn yeah. again yeah. <laughs> in later I- chapters. Because I got a little lost too. I was like, okay. I believe that this is happening. And I do feel maybe like before the fifth book comes out, because it's probably going to be like within, you know, it's not going to be back to back to back like the first two were. Mm-hmm. I'll probably do a reread. And yeah. then I'll be like, oh. Yeah. We'll but until to. then, I'm like, Meh. <laughs> I I'm believe like, you. But then in the second chapter, when which, which was her convo with Brennan, I was kind of equally as lost, but now I'm kind of more in the know now. I have to keep going back to this map. And it really I did helps actually me. look at the map. Yeah. See? <laughs> not normally a map person but i did check the map at some point especially later when um zayden's threatening dane and he says the thing about athbeen mm-hmm. yeah that's where what they is went. that and I was that's like, oh, where they the place. were <laughs> yeah that's the place they were yeah i'm kind of i think the whole thing is that they're trying to create new wards because they want to get all the civilians warded from basically the bigger war that her mom is and all of the people in navari yeah, Navarre. 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 Don't kill me. Are basically trying to like be like, nope, that doesn't exist. Whatever. We're fine. We're fine here. There's no other civilians out there. So that they're trying to erase from erase all like the Wyvern and history mm-hmm. and stuff for some reason. So basically they want to create new wards, but there's I'm mainly just talking myself <laughs> to try to see if I understand. Um, no, yeah. They're trying to create new wards, and to make new wards, you need this luminary. But I literally have a note on page 14 something about you know, to get the luminary, the luminary intensifies dragon fire hot enough to smell alloy. And I'm like, just use her lightning. And then later on, when they finally get the text and it says something about iron rain, I'm like, that's lightning. Oh my god! I never picked that up. Wow! If I'm right, if I and then it came, when it came back later, um, I forget what chapter it is, but it was after they steal the journals and she's translating it really quick. She's like, blah blah blah, like relaying it to Zayden. Iron Rain, Iron Rain. She's like, all oh, that that I keep seeing that um, phrase over and over again. I'm like, six hundred years ago. I'm sure, like, I don't know how time mm-hmm. is in their land. Maybe they don't have a word for lightning, so they just call it oh, Iron Rain. I don't know. And that maybe why is the luminary guy. By, by wants count, her yeah. wants her i understood essentially while reading it other than this last point about the lightning i understood essentially everything that was going on there but we're talking about like war tactics and locations and people and marb that's his dragon me. i i realized that in the next chapter that that's brennan's dragon but i did not know who marb was at that point in time i was like what the fuck yeah i was like i, f- I mean exactly i was like i think i'll figure it out but like yeah I, as we go right i'll pick up on what's relevant but until then i don't know where i am but that's like any fantasy book like the first like 100 pages you're yeah. just like what yes and then you get there i think this one also is a little bit more difficult because fourth wing was just essentially within the war college basgath basgath um, i think just i say know basgath that w- in my brain but it's probably not i say basgath too it's probably not right i'm gonna say it here so it was essentially all within that war college. Everyone was contained within there. Besides losing people, we knew everybody. And now there's like kind of a whole other world and it's more happening. So, yeah. so we're a lot more political in this one than we were yeah. in the last one. The last one only picked yeah. up on the politics like in the second, the last mm-hmm. third maybe. So also Andarna's massive. 
and yeah. not golden. And she's a teenager. And that is funny. I can't wait till she wakes up fully. Um, I know. We've gone half the book and she's like not even present. She's only good. made a couple cups. We haven't even like seen her. But when person. she's present, she's present. She's bickering. I know. Tarn. Yeah. Her dad. And he's a single father. Because <laughs> <laughs> his wife is deployed. They all go back to Bazgaith. They all go back to the War College because it's graduation. Because technically we're still in the first school year, Violet's mm-hmm. first school year, not everyone's. Graduation is very anticlimactic. And I like and how Redoc they joke about Yeah, <laughs> I like how they joke about that. And it is very true. And everyone thinks that they are all dead, including Violet's mom, who was kind of, who showed a little bit of emotion. So maybe she's not as bad as we think she is mm. as a, of a mother. I mean, yeah, graduation, they basically just give the third years their stations and they got to go and that's <laughs> and the rest of them all get drunk. And the rest of them get drunk for five days. She has a bunch of lavender lemonade, which I actually think sounds delicious. That and does. I can't I can't remember having had that, but I know it's a thing. Um <laughs> yeah, and they all just like get drunk for a long time and that's yeah. really fun. And Redoc calls them out on how anticlimactic it is, which was hilarious. Very true. Very He's true. I like him a lot. I like their little foursome squad that they have. I know. I think it's so fun. And I actually have this note later, but I'll just say it now. The whole thing is that Zayden's like distance yourself from your friends. And calling back to the first one, Mira, is like, you're not here to make friends. But what does she immediately do? She befriends Rhiannon. Yeah. And I think at some point on chapter like two or page 294 or something, I have a note somewhere. She says, I tried Zayden's way. It doesn't work. I'm going to do my way. And I'm like, yeah, she, she is a person who needs friends. Because not only did she try Zayden's way, but she also tried Mir's. Well, she didn't even try Mir's way. She just made friends immediately, but she took that advice in one year, not the other. She needs friends. She needs friends. I mean, everybody needs, like, a community. Well, yeah. And she makes a point later that she says, like, oh, I feel like I've not been honest with anybody this whole time. Mm -hmm. She's holding things from Zayden out of essentially spite, but, you know, fine. And she's holding things from all of her friends. She's holding, like, she's not honest with anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, that eats you up. You can't live like that. Very much like Harry in book five. It's true. <laughs> this is how I describe to Evan what's happening. Is I just take Harry Potter. Paperback um, besties where we compare everything to Harry <laughs> Potter and we're not wrong. <laughs> we are not. We are not because the little town that they can go to, Chantarna, Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade? That was my first one. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Hogsmeade. <laughs> Second years we got Hogsmeade weekends. Come on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're like, oh, yeah. it's just to go pray. I'm like, yeah, it's just to go shop. But everyone gets drunk in hugs, <laughs> hugs yeah, anyway. It finds fun. more people to hook up with. So anyway, when they get back before graduation, it's good to note that they get Liam's notes from his room for his sister. So that's a callback later. Did you know at the time that they were for his sister? I had no idea what they were. No, I know. She's just like, we got to get his, we got to get his letters. And I was like, oh, that's nice. I figured it was something related to the war effort, but it was yeah. just letters to his sister, which was still nice. But I was like, oh. And the entire time, I see why Violet's mad at Zayden, um, especially because I have a note on page 30. She's like, Brennan's been lying to me for six years, letting me mourn his death when he's been well the fuck alive the whole time. My oldest friend stole my memories and possibly sent me to die. My mother built my life on a lie. I'm not sure what parts of my education are real, which are fabricated. And he thinks I'm not going to demand total and complete honesty from him. I get it. But same. <laughs> I, I, I honestly read this book. Very mad because, I mean, I, okay, so Katie, paperback besties, number one fan, shout out to Katie again. 
I try to I tried to find this right when we got on, but so I'm probably gonna fuck it up a bit. But Katie told me that she saw like an interview with Rebecca Yaros and whoever was interviewing her or asked the question or whatever the situation was, asked her about how what we've been seeing a lot on social media is that they're like, oh no, they've already said I love you, and we have like five four more books, like comparing her to Sarah J. Moss, basically. And Rebecca Yaros answered it somewhat kind of like just because we're in the same genre we're kind of doing the same thing doesn't mean that we all have to do that mm-hmm. I like that yeah we're not gonna um, have the yeah Tamlin effect right so I, I like how we see we have some kind of drama and shakeup, but at the same time by like chapter 10 I'm like why the fuck is she mad at him again like completely forgot because she's talking in circles I understand that he wasn't honest with you but you need to see the bigger picture mm-hmm. and you're not and you're bothering me She's bothering me too a little bit. Yeah. I do have, I didn't write this down, but I have like a mental note where I like how we create a little bit of drama with his Mm -hmm. ex-girlfriend later. Oh my God. As soon as uh, Bodhi. Sure. As soon as Bodhi brought her up in in chapter 11, I was like, oh my God. Yes. Finally something to be mad about. I was so excited. (laughs) I was like, this is a good reason to get jealous, even if it's irrational. And she admits that. And Taryn Mm -hmm. admits that. And he's like, this is stupid. You're 21. Mm -hmm. I don't care. But like, I was like, this is like a good drama Mm -hmm. thing to have. And also it creates a little bit of a parallel between she essentially had the ex-boyfriend of Dane last book. Mm Mm-hmm. And now he has the ex-girlfriend of Kat, this book. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Because now the essentially ball's in his court to create yeah. the romantic tension. I like that. She did get me a little bit annoyed. But also we're halfway through the book and we have had sex a couple times. So, like, we've made up a little bit. We've had sex, like, problem. once? Twice. Once? Once. Once and then? Once and then they he came the next weekend and that's when they went into the archives. Like, they've right. had a lot of, like, kind of hot and heavy kisses. Mm-hmm. But sex once for every 14 days one of them has leave and they alternate so they see each other once a week Mm -hmm. so the first time that we see him visit is chapter 10 and I think they they I don't think they do anything here but Mm -hmm. she he wants her to tell him that she loves him which I don't know why um yeah I um especially when he hasn't said it himself so yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't understand that. But I get because he's like, I just want you to know that I'm just not using you for sex. And now she's like, oh, like, let's just have sex. And, the, and she's like, I see that we're completely reversed from last year. And I like how he respects you told me that you can't separate sex and emotion. So I like that about him. But it's like, why does she need to say that she loves you when you haven't said it to her? And like, obviously mm-hmm. he does. And obviously she does because she says it a bazillion million times. Um, like the week after when she goes and visits him and sees him fighting. And mm-hmm. she's just drooling over him openly. And then that's when they have, like, the heavy makeout session. Um, good for them. Mm-hmm. But I just don't get why she's so hung up on this. Like, take a step back. See the bigger picture. And then Imogene bitches are out later on, so I'm, like, really excited about that. But, yeah. Yeah. I um I agree. I don't like the we're waiting for her to say I love you. Because she even makes a point. Violet makes a point that she's like, you haven't said it. Like, he hasn't right. said it to me yet. Like, why is it up to me to say it again? Right. I do predict at some point during the course of this book, he will say it and probably yeah. say it first yeah. um, before she does again. But still, I don't really understand that fully. Objectively, like, I don't understand, like, why he's like, oh, I need you to say you love me when he hasn't. Right. And she's only said, I don't like how he wants me to say it. I've done everything first. Well, say that to him. I don't think she said that in a dialogue. I think she just said it to herself. Yeah. Communication. Yeah. 
Right. And they are working on that. So basically, I spent the whole first, most of the first this book just like, I'm lost. Violet's pissing me off. Still a good book, but now mm-hmm. I'm, but now I'm like, things, we're getting to the halfway point. I'm understanding things more, so I'm doing better. Yeah, it feels more <laughs> like familiar too. Now yeah. That we've gotten past the uh, essentially like word vomit, not word vomit, but like the, the, the info yeah. dump of the first couple chapters. Yeah. Going back to graduation, we have to point out one of the major plot points of this book, which is Major Bearish. Mm. giving Dolores Umbridge. Yes. (laughs) And he kind of just came up out of nowhere, but what happened was Zayden basically calls out Colonel Atos, Atos, Dane's dad, whatever it is, um, in front of everyone at graduation, and her mom gets pissed and, like, sends him to a coastal post or something, outpost Mm -hmm. or whatever. So now to step in is Major Varish, and he's a dick, and he just completely has it out for Violet and essentially anyone who was at resin. I don't like him. Hot take. Right. Rhiannon gets squad leader. Which I like. I love that for her. I feel so bad for her for most of this book too. Because I, I feel bad for wanna... Sawyer. I feel like Sawyer should have been squad leader. Mm. Isn't he like her assistant? Yeah. I feel like he should have been it. But I do like Rhiannon a lot. But I just yeah. feel like Sawyer. Because he, he was essentially squad leader last year despite the fact that he wasn't actually. But he was like the guy who was like everyone focus. You know like yeah. I've been through this before. I like her, and I don't want their friendship to go bad. I like her. I like that she is very patient, but also expressing her own emotions. Like, she's getting frustrated, but she is still just a good friend, and later... Doesn't give up. Doesn't give up. Later when we reconcile, and she's just like, you know, like, you're my best friend. Like, you're the first person I ever talked to here. You know, like, I trust you, and then... You gave me your boot. Yeah. And, like, so far, hopefully we stay this way, because I very much like Rhiannon, but... So far, she's honest and mm-hmm. she believes Violet with her essentially crazy theories that, like, if you mm-hmm. didn't hear anything at all about it, you're like, what the heck did this come from? She's like, all right, I believe you. I'm, I'm Right. And she just stands up to her against Dane and Zayden. She's like, I want to ask questions. Do we hate them today? Okay, cool. We do. And she's a Hufflepuff. She's a gal pal. She's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> we also get rsc class which we've never heard of before so it's pretty well kept under wraps from the second years i would be pissed at zayden that he didn't warn me about that yeah what the hell that's what i'd be mad about which is basically how to survive if you're separated from your dragon and this class sounds yeah i would uh cry yeah this class further encourages the fact that i would not want to be a dragon rider no i would want to like date a dragon rider and like ride a dragon like one time but i wouldn't yes this sounds terrible. Yeah, I mean, I, I already have so many notes when, oh, I'm lost during this battle brief. So, like, we're, I'm not going to war. So, no. we'd all be dead because I would have messed something up. For conscription day, Violet starts researching the wards. That's the thing that she's going to do because she knows that there's another way to make the wards. I already figured it out. Which watch, I'm totally wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe she'll catch up. <laughs> yeah. Although you're right. Iron Rain does sound a whole lot. Like lightning. Like lightning. It yeah. seems like a really easy jump, and I completely missed it. And then it's conscription day. Great. So two major things here. They're kind of just bullshitting around, having fun. We meet the king's son, who's here under a different name. Ooh. Ooh. And Sloane, Liam's sister, is here, and she hates Violet because she blames her for Liam's death. Yeah, I think she'll come around eventually. Oh, yeah. She seems major at some point. And Varish's dragon, Solas, basically kills most of Third Wing. And then Tarn comes and is like, fuck you. And then they have like a dragon fight. I have a, my note for conscription mm-hmm. is page 60. She, Violet makes a comment or some, they're all commenting on essentially the weather. And they're like, oh, at least it's a nice day out. When we, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When we did the parapet, it was raining and storming. 
And they're like, oh, I'm surprised your mom didn't, like, cancel the storm because mm-hmm. you were on the parapet. And she's like, oh, she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't call the storm to kill me like a coward, but she sure as well wouldn't stop it to save me either. And I, my note was that there's a conspiracy theory that I think I mentioned on the podcast um, that people think that she called the storm to kill Violet. Mm-hmm. Apparently Violet does not believe that theory. I don't know if I don't believe that theory, but I think Violet was trying to dismiss it in that moment. Mm-hmm. But I still, so many kind of, I still I don't believe know. it. I don't know. Her mom showed a little semblance of hope, but I don't know. Maybe she was just trying to kill her to begin with because she thought she was weak. I don't know. That's bullshit. Yeah. But I don't know. I can't put a finger on her mom. Yeah, obviously we're going to see her again during the course of this book, yeah. but we didn't really since. Mm-mm. She was only there at conscription, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So we'll find something out probably in chapter 36, but yeah. until then, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or the next chapter, as usual. Yeah. That is a very good point. I did think of that, but I was like, there's so much going on right now that I can't even think of that. Chapter 9, Violet starts running with Imogene, and she's, that's when she really starts avoiding her friends um, because they kind of, like, start asking more questions, and she's just like, I can't lie to them. Which is fair. Grief and PTSD and all that. Yeah, but. definitely. She's having nightmares. I, I get it. I get it. Harry did the same thing because no one was there when Voldemort came back, and he mm-hmm. wanted such a And he separated himself from all of his friends, and he <laughs> yeah. slipped at them and distanced himself absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we're not comparing to harry potter like it's a bad thing it's just familiar and i'm still trying to wrap my head around things so that's how i understand yeah that's a good note actually um disclaimer please know that in chapter 10 that's when the first assassination attempt kind of happens well it's really at the end of like chapter 9 they're at the mat class whatever that's called that's when the massive dude who gave jack Bar- barlow vibes on conscription the, the freshman yeah the first year yeah the first year just comes in and was like violet sorengale and nadine's like i'm violet sorengale and then he just like <laughs> snaps her neck and i just love how we still have that energy of people dying left and right mm-hmm. um so it's like oh things are a little bit looser now we know what's happening but everyone we're not safe <laughs> yep so then violet gets into a fight with him and he's strangling her and she just like takes the knife she's a, because she's a badass I mean, she might be pissing me off, but she's a badass, so. Yeah, I like the little yeah. snide comment. I think it was Redoc, probably. It's he, always, always. Because Sloane was like, I'm going to fight Violet yeah. on my first day. And okay. then she ends up stabbing this guy in the kidney like four times. And then Redoc's like, you wanted to fight Violet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think even the sweet. teacher says like the same thing. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't remember. This is also Zayden's first visit after that. They kind of have a conversation about, like, like, the trauma of it, like, seeing your friends die in school versus the world. He, he said something like, I can be op- an open book about you or with you about me. And he writes her letter basically describing his whole life, and she's still not happy. So then it's like, ma'am, take a step back. See the bigger picture. And you can't. It's a war. It's a war, and you had no shields, and that kind of whole thing happened not because of you, but essentially... Because of you. And you're and surrounded you know by people much. that are the enemy and you don't know what right. everyone's signet is. Right. People right. could just be walking around reading your mind. You don't know. Right. So, ugh, ugh. Okay. Um, well, anyway, he wrote her a letter with details about his life and she's so smitten about it, but is still mad at him. Shoot me in the face. Um, <laughs> I'm going to butcher her name, but I don't want to. Just Jessina? Jessina? Jessina. Sure. Jessina? I like her. Jesus Christ. I suck at this. Jessica? Um, anyway, I think she... So she's trying to translate an old text. And Violet's been going to her to get some old, old books. Like the oldest books in the archives. I don't... Well, I have a note here that I'm going to ask you. Do you think this is going to play a part at some point? Oh, yeah. She comes to her trying to translate an old text. And, like, we get a little bit of that. This has to be important. Probably. 
I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I, I have no idea yeah. where it would go. I mean, but maybe yeah. it'll like tie into something and, and Violet will be like, oh, I translated that. And then it was like something that was somebody's demise. But yeah. I have no idea. And then we have, she's about to go and see Zayden for the first time. And Bodhi says, oh, just tell him that we're working on the next shipment. And that's when he says something like, oh, he's in love with you or whatever. He wasn't even like this with Caterona cat. Um, That's when her bag gets searched. And somebody mentions that Imogene and Aya, who were also present at Resin, were attacked today. So we start seeing these assassination attempts lining up. So when she gets to Samara, okay, like the girl from the ring, Zayden is fighting and that's when he wins and that's when they make out pretty heavily. And that's so now she just wants sex and he just wants a relationship and she wants him to tell her everything, but he can't and she needs to get over it. Yeah. Like I do understand it, but I like her perspective. I get it. Right. Yes. Objective. I also am like, it's a war. You're still in school. He straight up told you that like, he will tell you everything you need to know, like when you need to know it. Mm-hmm. So like, you're going to find out. And like, yeah. the more that you become trustworthy, the more that he's going to trust you. Yeah. Which clearly happens because like, he ends up taking her to the end of our reading on like one of the drop off runs. Yeah. So I'm like, she just, like, just be patient. And she's just trying to be petty, like looking at the words herself, whatever. Which I don't think is a bad idea, but she's being petty by not right. like, telling him. Right, she's just being him. petty about it. And then he yeah. gets mad, understandably. It's like, now you're just reminding him that you're not a child. You're immature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then when she gets back, Varish, Umbridge, is burning Violet out because Andarna is sleep like, during her, doing her dreamless sleep, which is common for all dragons, correct? Yeah. So why but I think Andarna's not supposed to, to be that old yet. Oh, Okay. Because she just kind of burnt herself out from stopping time. Mm-hmm. So it kind of aged her. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. So I think um, that's the big secret is that Indarna is like okay. already at the age where she's doing dreamless sleep and she's not supposed to be. She's supposed to be like 12 feet long instead okay. of 45 feet long. Which I thought the scene was pretty badass. I mean, not great. Just to see what she can do and like the whole thing of her burning out and Tarn basically saving her by like dropping her in the river. I thought that was like pretty cool. I agree. I like how he's sassy and we love him. We said that all the last podcast, but he also mm-hmm. cares about her so much to the point where he like keeps attacking Barish's dragon, which they totally have a history. They totally oh have a history. God. Well, he, he took his, he, he took, took his the eye. eye. Yeah. I need another history. Page 182, which is like way farther ahead than where we are. I just, my whole note is in caps. Tarn putting Solace in a chokehold and making Varish bag, bitch. <laughs> yes. That scene was pretty cool too. I love how he's always there. And at the end of that chapter, they're just she's hiding more stuff from her friends, and Rhiannon's kind of like not having the time for it, but still being loyal and patient. And that's when they get attacked, and they kind of attacked. I say that loosely because there's actually other times where they do get attacked, but they end up in the woods. They're kidnapped from this RSC class. They end up in the woods. They gave them this potion for the first time, this first year that they're doing it, and Varys is totally behind it to dampen and cut off their signets and their dragon connection. I think it's terrifying. And they all think it's terrifying, too. It is. It's creepy. They're, like, poisoning them. And then, Mm -hmm. later, they keep getting offered various drinks and, like, Mm -hmm. falling for it. And I'm like, girl, Mm -hmm. I would never drink a single thing that anyone ever handed me ever again. No. This whole scene, kind of weird, but whatever. They're with an infantry squad. I think a healer guy who might be a healer or part of the infantry squad and a scribe. And then Jack Barlow's dragon shows up, kills a guy, but she saves Dyer's life. And I didn't put two and two together because at the end of where we stopped reading, she was like, oh, go see this. Go ask for this guy. 
he owes me a favor. I was like, who the fuck is that? And then when I was taking my notes, I'm like, oh, <laughs> she saved him. She says, you owe me. Cool. And then this overlapped. This was done on purpose because it overlapped with Zayden's visit. Mm-hmm. So they didn't get to see each other. Very unbridged thing to do. Just limit um, your resources and your ability to play Quidditch. And that continues. I should not I think tell that, lies. Yeah. Because the next chapter, it's just just Justina, Justina, putting together that the herself, because she's smart, because she's mm-hmm. a scribe and just brilliant, that the archives are incomplete. I do not like how Violet drugs Sloane's opponent on the map, but then bribes her with, like, you will work out with Imogene, mm-hmm. um, who is a badass. I will give you a letter, one of Liam's letters a week. And I'm kind of with Sloane here. She's like, those are mine, bitch. But, like, I see where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Varsh walks her to Tarn before she leaves. And he's kind of threatening Lee. And then he's like, oh, you'll see. And she gets to Samara. And Zayden's on duty. We can't mm-hmm. see her. But at least Tarn and Sagal can, you know, do little Tarn and Sagal things. So. And Tarn's off duty of being a single father. <laughs> <laughs> Just leaves this child with the babysitter. Yeah. But literally, yeah, because there's like dragons watching her at all times. Yeah, the he's elders. Like, he's like, please stay with yeah. your grandparents. I must go have sex with your mother for the mm-hmm. weekend. Chapter 17 is my favorite because that's when Imogene calls her out. She goes, how are things with Zayden? And she goes, you want to talk about my relationship with Zayden now? I'm only giving you how long it takes to reach the battle beef room. So if you need to talk, this is your chance, since I noticed you're icing your friends out, which is a mistake, because it's everything I was thinking. Yes. And the thing about the letters, and Imogen's mm-hmm. like, does he strike you as a letters type of guy? Yeah. Like, why is he doing this? I think the letters are very sweet, despite the fact that, like, they're really just, like, expose. Like, they don't serve any plot purpose, or there's not, like, any secrets in there. He's just, like, telling him about, telling her about his childhood and stuff. That's exactly. really cute. Which is relevant in what she wants to know about him. It's like, I can't tell you everything that's happening in the war right now. But she's like, you're eventually going to let him off the hook for keeping you in the dark, aren't you? (laughs) Better answer quickly. We're almost there. (laughs) (laughs) And then they have a whole conversation. But then I like how she says, you didn't want normal. If you did, you'd be in a relationship with Atos. Atos. Or, hell, anyone else in this place. But you want Ryerson. If you didn't think the man was hiding more than a few battle axes, then you're mad at the wrong person because you lied to yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, our time is up. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. I just kind of forgot about it, but we get this first piece of supposed propaganda. And I'm still lost because I, mm-hmm. like Violet, I'm in the dark. I'm like, who do we trust here? What's happening? Who am I mad at? There's a rebellion. There's a war. There's another war. I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. But I am suspicious of everything. Yes. And yes, same. this piece is the beware of strangers seeking shelter. Mm-hmm. People can Adam. break into your house and they're bad. And At Rhiannon's village. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is on like one of the, the coasts. Up near Montserrat. Side. Yeah. I don't believe that this is something that is false. Yeah. I don't know. Because they it wasn't keep talking like a forward, about... It wasn't like authorized. Yeah, they keep talking about, oh, this is what how things get authorized. This is how it's not authorized. I'm like, okay, so who's putting this out there? Like, I don't... What's... what's ha- is there more people? I don't know. Yeah. And we're going to find it out. I can't wait to find it out because we can't wait to put everything together. Mm-hmm. Even later with the, the propaganda. I just don't mm-hmm. believe that anything is actually propaganda. I'm just like yeah. looking at everybody with like some suspicion because I just don't believe it. Right. But that one professor that begins with a D, she's kind of... Devera? Yeah, kind of on Violet's side because she's the one who tells Violet that Zayden was hurt. Mm-hmm. So who do we trust here? I don't know. And even like Brennan's like, oh, I miss this one professor. Like he's a nice guy. 
and Brennan's in the revolution. So I don't, I don't know. We're going to figure it all out in time. Maybe there's more professors there in on it. Maybe somewhere just kind of there. After that, that's when Zayden finds out that she's been researching the wards because he just shows up in her room because he can walk in there. And then they're fighting about it because he's like, you're being petty. He didn't say that. I would say that. And I love how Rihanna and like Riddock and Sawyer show up like, oh, do you want to go to Hogsmeade? And <laughs> and then they're like fighting in front of them in their heads. I thought that was amazing. Hilarious. They're, I like they're not even thing. talking. <laughs> right. They're like, I think they're fighting. And they return the book to the scribe to Jacinna. They leave and they're now both in a fight. I'm glad yeah. at least it was relatively short lived. What? Fighting. No, it's, it's, it's I feel like, like it's still week. gonna it's I feel like it's still gonna happen. No, you totally. In the next chapter she kinda lets Rihanna in mm-hmm. a little bit, kinda mainly more talking about the grief that she doesn't quote unquote understand. And she's trying to tell as much of the truth as she can. Um, but I, I just feel so bad for b- both parties. It's it's really fucked up. And that's when Tarn attacks Varish's dragon, mm. as you mentioned. Badass. I loved that scene. Yeah. And Tarn's like big. Get on yeah. your knees, you Apologize. dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah. And he does. And I'm like, fucking just yeah. kill him. Who cares? What are, what are they going to do? Right, right. Oh, no. Like, is Violet responsible that her dragon, like, torched somebody? No, because that guy's right? not responsible that his dragon torched half a third squad. Exactly. The next chapter, she goes back to Samara. And Mira's stationed there. And that's when her and Zayden kind of kiss because they have to just or else Mira is going to be like oh stay with me and then they'll never get a chance to talk they kiss and like you know she's all in love with him again and in three pages of their kiss and her talking herself in circles which you know I enjoy but still like where are you mad at him and then the whole thing with Mira like can really see how it's so hard to hide the whole Brennan thing from her I feel like that's going to come to light soon but she tries to get Mira to see it just like Justina did but Mira can't put it together and she can't help her out anymore. And Mira's like, that's above your, that's classified or that's, that's above your clearance. I feel mm-hmm. very strongly that Mira's signet is going to come into play with the creation 100%. of the wards. And also, um, maybe they'll I join also, her lightning and Mira's signet. Yeah. Maybe signets will but I have a feeling that Mira is going to be on the government, like the other side. The I think time. so too. Like, I will be surprised if Mira ends up on the side of the revolution. She just doesn't seem like that person. Like, we discussed in the first mm-hmm. one about how her signet is relevant to her personality, and she just wants to protect and, like, protect and, like, do the right thing and create mm-hmm. words and protect people. And I don't think that she is, like, of the mindset to challenge authority and, like, challenge her way of thought. And This mm-hmm. is something that's different and, like, completely different than what I've been led to believe. We're going to end up fighting Mira at some point, like, on the other side of the battlefield kind of thing. And then... yeah. She'll probably come around, but, like, I think she's going to be hard to drag I think she might learn that Brennan's alive, obviously, because that's going to come out at some point. Because a fight is coming, whether it's this book or some other book. Like, she's going to learn that Brennan's alive, but I 100% agree with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of chapter 21, we're back. Oh, it's the the fight with Dane on the mat. Chapter 21. I love that. I think Dane's going to have a redemption arc. Probably. Like Percy Weasley. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we compared it to Percy Weasley in the last book, and I think still following the train of thought of Percy Weasley, maybe at a faster pace, he's probably going to have a redemption arc and realize that he was wrong the whole time. Maybe by the end of this book. I think he might. Something Obviously, something's going to happen with Dane during this book. We're not just going to completely ignore him like we have been. I kind of missed him. Not in, like a, not in like a, oh, I miss him, but like I kind of missed his bullshit. 
<laughs> Who yeah. would have thought? <laughs> yeah, like now we have another villain in the story, and that villain is mm-hmm. uh, Varish, so we're not really yeah. focused on Dane. But Varish is essentially like coaxing Dane to do his worst, and Dane's at the moment not falling for it, so we'll see. I would yeah. like him to have a redemption arc. That would be nice. But Viola keeps avoiding him, keeps avoiding him, and then eventually he's like, I'm going to challenge her, so she has to talk to me. <laughs> and I, I honestly don't think he knew. I think his dad was like, just give me the information. So he did. But I don't think he knew anything past that. So like he fucked up. And I think he's going to realize that. And he, you know, accepts. I, I don't think that he's going he's gonna to realize that he was never really in love with Violet anyway. And he's just going to accept her and Zayden. And I love how he said that her mom was the one who, like, gave Zayden all those scars. I have a note about that. That adds an interesting plot twist not really but like it's it interesting. does but also like i'm not surprised like i'm not surprised by that information. i'm not surprised either clearly she's on the other side of zayden in this scenario mm-hmm. i'm like i don't trust her but it seems pretty on brand like clearly it's it was somebody on, on the brand. government side would be the one to do that so it's kind of like okay yeah i don't think that that like reveals any hostility that zayden no. could possibly have towards her- violet it's just interesting that like her daughter's the one he fell for. Ooh. Yeah. Um, very Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, it's like putting two and two together. It's not a big revelation. Like, obviously, it makes total sense that her mom's the one who did it. I think intimately, that's, like, hard to get out of your mind. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to come up later. Mm-hmm. Which I can't. That, that'd that be another conversation that I could see everyone being mad about. I thought it was really cool how in Chapter 21, during, was it Battle Brief? They were talking about how all the cultures, they had to mesh all the cultures into one. I thought that was interesting because it's it's colonization. It's just like sad to see what cultures had to give up, whether it's folklore or languages, just culture in general, because they all wanted to be within the wards. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And like, what is with the knots that Zayden has her doing? We determined last time everything has a purpose, and it's not just because he wanted her to keep her hands busy. Like, oh, yeah. I have no idea what it is, but it has a purpose. It's got to be something. Mm-hmm. Especially if, considering she, Rebecca, has her doing that while they're learning about the lost cultures. Like, that's clearly a sign of something. I just don't know what that something is yet, but mm-hmm. we will find out. It's just really funny to do this, like, with only half the information. <laughs> I know, I know. So in Chapter 21... We find out that Rhiannon and Eric slash Cam are both like figuring out that there's something that they don't know going on. And we're like learning yes. that they're both figuring it out. And I wrote yeah. my note that says, I don't trust anyone. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't, I don't like how thing. Violet is half telling everybody. I exactly. do get that she needs friends, but girl. She needs friends. That's a per- She needs friends, but... And as we learned in Harry Potter, you get farther with friends. Mm -hmm. But she's too trusting Mm -hmm. of her friends, if that makes sense. I don't know. At this moment. And that's why, or what's his face? Zayden's like, I'm not telling you everything. Yeah. Which is probably for the best. It Um, is for the best. This was chapter 21 that we learned this. And we obviously read like 14 more chapters between now and then. And now Mm -hmm. she has told the rest of her friends, like essentially everything. I am willing to trust them a little bit more now based on their reactions to that. But also Mm -hmm. there was essentially just like a coup that something they were sort of found out or whatever, like right at the end of chapter 34. I wouldn't be surprised to find out that like one of this group of friends or somebody overheard or something. There's too many people who know. And I feel like it's becoming dangerous. 
Who was she talking to at the end of chapter 21? Like, what was she saying? Um, So she was talking to Rhiannon, like, in the challenge room, like, by the mats. It was, like, half sharing stuff with her. And then Eric came up to her. And Mm -hmm. Rhiannon was asking what killed Dave, which was Mm -hmm. Liam's dragon. Yeah, and she's like, it couldn't be a griffin. Like, griffins are, like, one-third the size of dragons. That doesn't make any sense. And she's like, well, it might not have been a dragon kind of thing. And Rhiannon's like, Mm -hmm. ooh. And then she's leaving, and then Eric is like, oh, she's catching on. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she, he mentions the dra- the daggers with the little alloy discs in them. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know. And he's like, why else would I be here? And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, clearly Eric's there with his own, or Cam, or whatever he wants to go by, mm-hmm. is there on his own devices. But yeah, it's everyone else that's like, okay, be careful. But maybe Cam's there as a spy. Who knows? Yeah, I don't trust anybody. That's the thing. I feel like there's too many Um, people who know and now we're like casting a wider net that somebody is going to end up betraying somebody or telling something or something. It's going to go wrong because too many people know. Somebody is going to pull a Cho Chang's friend and go tell Umbridge. No. Chapter 22. Mm -hmm. This is when she has to go. Yeah, this is when she has to do the RSC thing. This is when they put them through interrogation. Which I was very much, I'm not, I'm not morbid in any way, but I was very much looking forward to this because everyone's a badass and I just want to see them doing badass things. Zayden's there though. And he's like, no. And they take her anyway. Cause it's just Zayden. Like it's class. Bro, you don't go. Yeah. It's class. <laughs> you don't even go here. <laughs> but this is when they offer them more of that drink and they were like, no. And they didn't take it. So I think that was very smart. They are the best wing or squad or whatever it is for a reason. Mm-hmm. They can think analytically. Violet sometimes can't. But she can't. But when it comes to Zayden, she can't. She can't um, think an- analytically when there's emotion in the way. Right, she right. But for most of the time, she's driven by logic, just like I said last time, which is why I like her. Mm-hmm. Except when she's not. I think overall, I do still like Violet as a main oh, character. Oh, yeah, I like, still like her. I, I just, like her a lot. It's yeah. just the main theme so far has been her oh. just with Zayden. And like, and then here, everyone's like, oh, tell here, you each were given a, a secret to hold, which, you know, has nothing to do with anything. And then it's like, now tell your own secret. She's like, my secret is I'm in love with Zayden Rorius. And I was like, are you fucking kidding Girl. <laughs> and everybody's like, bitch, please. Yeah. And I'm just like, are you, like, I don't care. <laughs> Move on. Obviously, the, I think our reaction is supposed to be what her friend's reaction was. That was just like, Pfft. Yeah. But like, was she expecting everyone to be like, no, 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 no. Stupid. Right. What was the secret she actually ended up giving? Oh, that the the people of Samara killed civilians. Our infantry, Our infantry is killing, killing Moorish citizens at the border. What? And I think that's like the, the little spark that incites her friends to become more suspicious. And that's when she mm-hmm. ends up telling them, which is good. Which I don't remember when that happened. It's when she was in Samara and then um, Zayden came back from rounds or whatever he was on. And then he was like, oh, yeah, like we just killed some civilians. It happens a lot. And Zayden doesn't want to kill the civilians, right? That's why he's, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Mm-hmm. So they have them all kind of chained up. Varish comes in. Just starts punching people in the face. Well, no, the two people come in. And they're trying to, like, they're the actors, quote unquote. And they're just doing what they're told to do. But then Varish comes in and he's like, you're not doing good enough. I'm coming in. They're like, "We're like, what? And then like, that's kind of when it, they humanize a little bit. They're like, we're just doing what we're told. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he comes in and he brings in Dane. Like, this was a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dane refuses to touch her. Like, not refuses, but he almost does. But then he's like, no, I'm not doing it. And I was like, yay, Dane. Not yeah. like I like him, but I'm rooting for his arc. And I still won't trust him, but. Yes same but she could because they didn't take that drink she can still talk to zayden and he's like i'm coming and it's like what the fuck are you gonna do yeah 
Um, Literally, it's class. Like, obviously, this has gone way too far. So in this moment, you know, it's good to have help. But I like that she doesn't need the help. She figures as a group, they Mm -hmm. figure it out on their own. Because I feel like I'd be a little disappointed if the man comes in and saves the day. Right. I would hate that. I was even hoping. And then she said, no, stay. I was like, oh, thank God. Mm -hmm. Like, she's not a damsel in distress. Which I, that's why I like her. Yes, 100%. I actually really liked that sequence. I thought that was a really fun thing. Mm -hmm. I was thinking a lot about how so far we're only halfway through this book and there's been so many little like points of happened. Yeah, just up and down. Yeah. Yeah, like points of tension. And I think that this, the where we left off in the cliffhanger is is a pretty big point of tension before like, there's probably be several others before the climax of the book. This is a fun little point of tension. I think so far it's my favorite one. There's literally so many things happening that I don't even know what the big climax is going to be of this book. I don't like, know. But I didn't see the other one coming either, so I think it's going to be something completely I don't know. So we escape, and we get the escape yep. patch, which I really enjoy that Rhiannon's like, we'll take our patch now to the professor. Yep. Then there's more propaganda. <laughs> yes, and I don't think it's propaganda. Right. And this was my note. I said, I don't think it was propaganda. And Violet makes a note that it looks like it was written here. Like the ink is too fresh or something. Like, it looks too mm-hmm. new. Yeah. I don't know why, but I think Jacinda wrote it. I don't know why. And I know what that. and and what side would that put her on? I'm I'm I don't I'm know. Still, I'm very lost. <laughs> well, yeah, if I'm they're pretending like it's lies, then I'm gonna think yeah. that she's on the side of the revolution. But she might not know it's a revolution. She's just on the side of like truth because she. Okay. But yeah, I don't know why I'm putting her just, in this this box. She's just a heart. I could never be mean to her. She's just that kind of person. No, she's a sweetheart, and she yeah. just wants everybody to. She like essentially Mm -hmm. worships the archives as truth and then she finds Mm -hmm. out that what she thought was truth is not actually true and now she's like well what is truth and she's just like on the side of the right story but i think she can't possibly be a bad person because she canonically is writing this book yeah well who knows what's what's gonna happen we're translating this book yeah is it gonna be like this was all a lie (laughs) but i don't know why i just it looks like it was written here she's a scribe i just feel like she is connected with this okay that's a prediction i I have I, think I did not even think of that. And then the professor's like, oh, it's propaganda and you guys didn't catch it. Ba ba ba. Hand it back. Mm-hmm. Why hand it back? Because mm. he don't want, doesn't want them to have it. Because it's not. Yeah. That's when we found out that Jack's back. Jack's back. Jack's back. Jack is back. And why? Right. Still and like it. you said at the very beginning, it has there's something has to do with something. Because like, why else would they bring him back? Like, Varish didn't know that Jack headed out for Violet before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, and also like, who cares if he if his only yeah. benefit is somebody who hates Violet? You're literally like the dean of the school. Like, you can convince anybody to hate Violet, like you did with that freshman kid. Mm-hmm. It, that's not his value. I think he has a, an important signet that we don't know yet. And that's also a lot happens here. And that's also when we find out that Zayden was injured. Yes, and she leaves and then we get there. Off. Yeah, because it's Tarn's emotions, mm-hmm. which I get. And she it's also hers, too. Mm-hmm. But I like how when she got there and she did see he was fine, but she was still like, I can't, like, I can't unattach myself from him. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of helps her through that. So it does kind of show that it was his, too. I would have thought about this first, but as we just discussed, um, she doesn't. Uh-huh. When it comes to him. Uh-huh. And I like how he was like, you're in somebody else's flight jacket. She's like, that's Bodie's, you stupid idiot. <laughs> She's like, we're really going to fight over a flight jacket. Yeah, and then they have sex. In the shower. In the shower. It's always a public place, I feel like. like yes. They, I think they, a lot about, like, your note that you're like, is this really the time? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think about that. Like, and go like, to his room. He says, we can be in my room in five minutes. Okay, do that 
10 minutes ago. Like, I understand <laughs> the value of, like, the hot, steamy shower, but also he has his own shower. Right. And when they were just hot and heavy, like, that one time. Um, In the courtyard in front of everybody? No, there was that because it was Mira, but there was that too. Mm -hmm. But then there were, like, no one else has their significant other coming to visit, I don't believe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then there was the time, the very first time was after he was fighting. They were basically, like, making out right there. I don't think any time that they have been physical, this book, it's been in neither of their rooms. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I don't think they've they've been physical in a bedroom the entire book so far. No. I mean, good for I'd them. I'd be over it. Honestly, if I was there, I would hate them. <laughs> I would too. Imagine being Garrick, who's in the other room. Right. Just sparring with him like 30 seconds ago. And then they go into the shower and he's like. Yeah. Have anyway, I enjoyed that. Oh, Again, yeah, the too. sex scene was very good. It's a great scene. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> good job, Rebecca. Oh, and that's when he takes her to the rendezvous, which I had to read that scene twice. And that's when I started kind of putting things together. And we met Kat. Mm-hmm. who I want more of. Apparently she's hot. I mean, obviously. Yeah. And Serena is the name of the other girl who we've already mm-hmm. met, but I don't remember if I we already... learned her name. I think we did. Probably. And they're bickering. And then she makes a comment about Kat and Dar- uh, Taryn's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he makes a good com- comment about, at one point you thought gruel was a satisfactory meal until you grew some teeth and found the rest of the world's food waiting. Now cease this line of thinking. It does not serve to make you stronger. <laughs> right. And even Zayden's like, are we going to have to spend the, our last few hours together talking about Kat? And at least she shuts up. True. But I, I think we're going to see more of Kat. And I'm kind of down oh, for it. Absolutely. To be honest. And then she gets back because she left in the middle of class. Uh-huh. Without leave. The Varish is kind of pissed. But then Professor Kaori is like, look, like we've already established this is not her fault. She has the biggest dragon's emotions uh-huh. coming out. Like we can't even really defend ourselves against that. Professor so Kaori like, oh, is giving Remus Lupin to me. Yes. <laughs> and even he's the one that Brennan said that he liked. Yeah. Yeah. He's giving Remus Lupin. I I really don't know why, but it is very funny. Maybe because we're in a school setting and people are being called professor something. Even more so now that we're having this discussion. But while I'm reading it, I'm just constantly comparing it to Harry Potter. <laughs> Yeah, and not in a bad way again. No, not in a bad so way. So no one come at us. And she has the dagger that Zayden gave her hidden, but Rian and Signet can now go through walls. Good for Rian. And, and then that's when, in the next chapter, chapter 30, that's when she tells all of her friends everything. And you're right. You said earlier they do have good reactions to that. And she's like, you guys can hate me, whatever I would. And they're like, no. like Makes a lot of sense because you've so. been really annoying the past couple months not sharing yeah. anything with us, and now we understand why. And then – there's threshing and they kind of glanced over that uh-huh and um, then we go up to the our guard duty and and that's when there's another assassination attempt and a is dead and she's about to die but then jack barlow comes and saves her and i kind of I, I hope he's not bad i feel like he's all like doughy eyed and just good and just the world's beautiful and he's like whoa let me help you there but who knows why he's hey friend let me grab your hand yeah right i just love the contrast We'll I see. just like to. He's very relevant in the next chapter. I, he's like so, in that scene. We'll we'll know in like forty five minutes. And then we put together our heist plan to rob the archives. Yeah, and it actually happens with Eric mm-hmm. because you need royalty to grab the journals. I, I mean, I knew they were going to get it because like we're halfway through the book, but I was still like, oh my goodness, I could not. It's so stupid. 
but I didn't like think about it until just now, but this is what I was thinking about. Do you remember the challenge in Hogwarts Legacy when you had to like rob the library with Sebastian? Oh my god, I hated that one. Me too, I kept dying. It made me so anxious. (laughs) But that's what I was thinking of the whole time. I was like, oh yeah, like we have to go Mm. down into the restricted section. Everything, the thing that I pictured is like when you get into this vault, I I pictured it like very sterile, all white filing cabinets. Hmm. That's how, like, very, very sterile kind of spy movie kind of deal. But I like how they all had their part. And I like how she's not such a stupid, you know, not she's not stupid at all. But she's not one of those, like, in love girls where, like, we should do this when my boyfriend's here. It's like, no, he played a part. Mm-hmm. And he knew his part. Mm-hmm. And and also it really helped because his shadows, you know, were a big part. But because they can telepathically communicate, they can do it silently. I thought for a second, I thought that they, him and Eric were going to get stuck in there. Oh, yeah. And she left us on like a little bit of a cliffhanger in between chapters or in between like mm-hmm. paragraphs or something where it was like, the doors are closing. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it ended with 33 ended with they're not going to make it. And 34 was like Zayden yanks Eric through just as the door slams shut, shadows scattering along the floor like fallen leaves. Yay. Actually, and then we read the when... first couple, like the, the last sentence or whatever, because I was like, where's Imogen? Because she's not talking for the first couple minutes. And I was like, are we going to turn around and be like, she's gone? If Imogen dies, I need to hold a funeral. <laughs> I'd be very upset if Rihanna dies. Just be, I really like their friendship. And I think Violet needs her. And I said in the last one of the fourth wing episodes where it's like, I'd rather Rihanna die than betray her. Not because I want Rihanna dead, but because it would just hurt, it would hurt me so much more that like her best friend betrayed her. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that still. I think she needs her. She does. She needs her. And I, I don't want her dead and I don't want her to betray her. I just want them to be friends. Yeah. Um, but I also don't want Imogene to die because she's my favorite. And I think um, Violet needs her as well. The book needs Imogene. Yes. Um, and then they're all super excited. They're like, oh my God, we did it. We did it. They're making out in the courtyard again because they can't fucking not. Um, <laughs> and then that's where we ended. Zayden leaves. Nolan comes up, gives her a drink. He's like, oh, this is your favorite. And then Jack Jack Barlow walks across the courtyard. Why are we drinking things that people are handing us? I think because she just trusts Nolan too much. But because Nolan's been treating her his whole life, she might just be like, Nolan, this is happening. And Zayden's like, see? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also, I just had this thought that that's probably a sign that we should stop just willy-nilly trusting people. Exactly. Just because we know who they are. Maybe she's going to learn now. Everything's shut off. I think what I think is going to happen is Tarn might realize, like, Zayden's still in the area because he still had, like, he just left. I mm-hmm. think, and they can't communicate far, but he's still close. So I think Tarn might realize that their connection's severed and he might immediately, because they're all connected, be like, Zayden, you've got to get back. I think Zayden's going to come back. and But I don't, I don't know what else is happening and I don't know what Jack Barlow has to do with this. Yeah, so we left on a really big cliffhanger. Zayden just flew away. Yeah, they're still, like, within probably proximity, with, yeah, with, yeah. Or he just got out of proximity, and that's going to, like, play a part. Mm. And, yeah, we're halfway through the book, and we've essentially not seen Andarna the entire time. She's going to, I think, whatever the climax is, I think she's going to play a big role She's going to, like, that. erupt out of her cave. Yeah, I don't think she's going to be gone this entire time. Again, I don't even know what the climax will be, because so much stuff has happened mm-hmm. that I can't, like, normally when you read a book, you're like, oh, okay. Like, with Divine Rivals, we knew, okay, they're going to go to the front lines. You like with see where it's going. Starling House. So, okay, like they, they have to do something where they have to defeat everything. But here I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I felt the same way about the first one, though. I was like, obviously something's going to happen, but I don't know what it is. I'm here mm-hmm. for the ride. Having a great yeah, time. Yeah, I'm, I'm so down for this ride. I'm here. This is a great time. That's where we left off. We got captured by Varish. 
We keep drinking mysterious drinks. We shouldn't do that. Yes. Chapter 35. And then this, the, I like the little quotes at the tops of the chapters. I read them because I feel like they, they kind of tell you what's going to happen in the chapter. Mm-hmm. And so of. far, the cha- the next chapter's thing. Ooh, what is it? The only signet more terrifying than an inistic is a truth-sayer, and yet we let them live. I think it, I'm not good at words. An intrinsic? I think it's a person who can read minds like the person who got his neck snapped in the first one. Mm-hmm. Maybe. How are they still, they, we don't let them live. We don't. But I'm, the sentence is like, the truth-sayer is worse, and we let them, the truth-sayers, live. Oh. So that's why I was like, I think Jack's signet is something relevant. Because he's what here. What a truth-sayer? I don't know. Somebody can tell when you're lying. Somebody made you tell the truth. Somebody oh, gives you Veritas yeah. serum. Well, based on his personality, just like your theory with Mira, what do you think it would be? I don't know, because he's a proper dick. So, why, yeah, why would his why would his personality lead you to, like, a... Telling the truth is, like, yeah, it can be bad in situations, but, like, forced telling the truth. But as in general, it's, like, a pretty, like, kind thing to want out of people. Well, we are about to find um, out. Don't read ahead. Following my... I'm reading previously. Violet okay. Nolan prompts, following my line of sight to Jack. So Jack is there, Varish is there, and he's like, oh, yeah, I've gotten... Well, and that well, Car- we Caroline, are in trouble. Caroline Ash- Ashton, Caroline Ashton, whatever His her name is, she's, she's there too. His ex-girlfriend? Jack's girlfriend. Jack's girlfriend. I don't girlfriend. know if they were like, see dating, her? but she said... Did we meet her in the first one? Probably, but I don't remember. She might have been Yeah, I don't passing. remember She her. might have been like the um, Pansy Parkinson of... Uh, <laughs> 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 of Jack Straco Malfoy. Because <laughs> I remember that they ran into, uh, her and Zayden ran into Nolan in the hallway one time. And that was the first time she saw Nolan. And she was like, oh my God, he looks like shit. Mm-hmm. And Caroline Ashton was running like, oh, I'm here now. And I'm sorry I'm late. And then I just don't remember her from the first one to know that they were dating. So. I don't either. Well, we are about to find out, friends. Well, got a blast. <laughs> Bye, besties. We got to go read. <laughs> Join us next week where we will talk about the second half of the book. Our rights, our wrongs, are. Shookethness. We'll we'll see if I'm right about the lightning thing. I think you are. Okay, bye. We'll figure it out. Okay, bye. (laughs) All right, besties. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we will see you Monday with another episode. Bye. Bye.